The saddest part about that is people saw stuff and said, hey, this doesn't seem normal. Seems like something's wrong. But nobody would have really thought that a giant building like that could collapse. So it's just a, an extra reminder that when, when we're out there in real estate, doing due diligence is such an important thing. So the question is this, how do most agents find the secrets to succeed in today's competitive real estate market, especially when the top agents are keeping those secrets to themselves? That's the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. Hi, I'm Aaron Amuchastegui, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Muchastegui here with the final state of the market for June for the second quarter of 2021. Today, I'm going to talk to you about real estate news that's out there, give you some opinions on it, and try to get you caught up in just 30 minutes of the news that maybe you should have been looking at this week if you're a real estate agent. So first, I'm going to start with, you know, it's it's news that's out there that's on everybody's page, and the that's that condo condo in Miami that in the middle of the night crashed. It's horrific. You know, people are missing everywhere. And, you know, it's, it's making the top of the news everywhere. So there's an Inman article out that just said the Miami condo collapse updates second lawsuit warnings in April. And, you know, I don't know if there's much we can get out of the article. I think lawsuits are bound to happen. They should happen. And, and now as more and more news is coming out, it's talking about you know, that there was standing water, there was standing water in different areas, you know, being close to the coast, the salt was damaging things. So there's warning signs with these properties. And I guess the saddest part about that is people saw stuff and said, hey, this doesn't seem normal. Seems like something's wrong. But nobody would have really thought that a giant building like that could collapse. So it's just a, an extra reminder that when, when we're out there in real estate, doing due diligence is such an important thing. And my heart goes out to the families that are missing. My prayers go out to the families that are missing and the people that have lost loved ones in that a horrific, horrific experience that nobody should have to go through. And um, not surprising that it's in the top of the real estate headlines, but there was, there was no way I was going to be able to do the news this week without acknowledging what a, a tragic loss that was and how many people are suffering as a result and how sad it is. You know, how do I shift from that to other news that's out there? You know, there's, there's lots of different news Again, the same stuff we've been talking about, inflation pushing up, real estate pushing up, inflation, you know, is it temporary or not? I think it's likely pretty temporary, but I don't know, I don't know what pretty temporary means. I don't know if that's a year or that's two years. You know, Business Insider had an article this week that said prices are rising so much that minimum wage workers are poorer than they've been in decades. So wages are rising at their fastest rate since the 1980s, but it's not enough to keep up with inflation. The real federal minimum wage sits at the lowest since 2008 in nearly multi-decade lows. While Americans are earning more and businesses lift pay, soaring prices are leaving their dollars weaker. Because on the surface, the labor market seems to be finally benefiting from low-income workers. Wage growth surged the fastest price since the 1980s. Businesses are increasing using signing bonuses and other incentives to attract workers and quits soared to a record high. And what I wanted to share with that is we're trying to hire a lot of people in Texas to join our team, to join our property management team, to join our investment team, you know, to help with all sorts of different stuff. And it is really, really hard to hire people right now. We went out to eat last week and every restaurant we went by had, we're hiring on their billboard, you know, on the 
on the, the their front door, like everywhere. It was this one block, like everybody said, hiring, 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 hiring. So everyone's trying to hire. The you know places like Amazon are doing huge signing bonuses to get people to come over. They're literally offering like a whole year of pay to get people to join their team and saying, hey, if, if you're making $70,000 a year in Southern job, we're going to pay you 70,000 the day that you start working for us and then give them a strong salary after that to keep them going. Like Amazon has figured out that wages need to go way, way up to keep people working. And we're seeing that too in our interviews as we're trying to hire people and bring people on, you know, for to hire new people, to get people to, to you know, come off, the, off, off, of, off of unemployment and go back to work or to switch jobs right now. I think the good workers out there know that they are a premium. They know that they're worth more than average. And so it's, it's the first time in years it feels like applicants are competing job offers against each other. And I'm seeing that all over the place down here. And I thought that, you know, it's, it's really interesting to see that. And in places like fast food, I think we'll continue to see uh, technology offset some of that. I think that a lot of the stores will decide not to reopen the inside of their stores. They'll figure out ways they can continue to cut costs uh, to be able to deliver until people start going back to work, until more people start going back to work. And then for the ones that are, you know, the restaurants, uh, hotels, especially, they're having to pay so much more to go back. that I know those margin levels are just getting hit. So we're going to continue to see more of that. I'm going to continue to report on it as we try to see what the transitions and what the trends are. The, I'm not, right now, it does not look like minimum wage is going to be getting a big change with that. Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Amuchastegui for a quick commercial break. So during 2020 and 2021, the real estate market completely changed. There's so much competition in the market, so many people trying to buy and sell houses, but there's hardly any supply, hardly any product, hardly anyone willing to list their homes. It's time for every agent out there to become a hybrid agent investor to be able to reach out directly to homeowners to try to get them to sell or list their house. We've got a new website. Go to leadpropeller.com and you can set up your own investor buyer website in just minutes. You'll set up your own URL, set up phone numbers, help go through the leads, help reach out to people that aren't listing their their property currently and have them fill out a form that says, hey, I wanna sell my house. And then as an agent, you can go through and make them a hybrid offer. You can tell them, hey, I think your house would sell for $220,000 on MLS, but I can either write you a $180,000 cash offer right now, or I can help you fix it up and you'll list it for 220,000 on MLS. These are buyers that are looking for quick cash offers. Tens of thousands are submitting these forms every single day and they're skipping the listing process. But so many of you guys out there are such good agents. It's a great opportunity to get that lead and help them maximize sales price for their home. So again, go to leadpropeller.com and think about signing up for your own investor site. So buyers will start reaching out to you, asking you to make an offer on their home. Here's, here's another article. This was in minute says EXP Dave Ramsey conflict ignites debate about referral programs. So I think you guys you know, have heard a lot about this in the news last week where, where Dave Ramsey, it said when personal finance guru Dave Ramsey began kicking EXP realty agents out of his elite referral program earlier this month, it was a shot heard around the real estate world. Agents told Inman they felt betrayed. And with radio silence from Ramsey's company, Ramsey Solution, the incident prompted widespread industry debate about what exactly was going on. So you know, Ramsey isn't the only big name with a referral program. There are several others that operate with a broadly similar concept. And Matt Wagner has helped build them. Wagner is the president of the marketing company. So he's the one that they interview. But he, he says, you know, 
he decided to go on and tell people, you know, what, what he thought about it. But one of the, it says that today, the program still exists and is called real estate agents. I trust who has since turned over operations of the program to Beck's team. So I think a lot of these referral programs are people can sign up to get this kind of mass advertising. There's lots of them out there. Ramsey's is, is one of the biggest, but I don't know what the, I don't know what the action is or anyone that has a business. People say so much, a private business can make their own decisions. So a private business can say, we are no longer going to allow referrals for this, for this company or another company. My question to agents out there is, would you change brokerages as a result? I saw uh, one of the articles where some of the EXP agents were making you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on these referrals through Ramsey's program. And I have to think that if that's getting taken away, people are going to switch brokerages. I think they're probably gonna question, why would my brokerage be taken out of this referral program? So there's plenty of places out there that are trying to kind of switch people around and say, hey, join our referral program instead. But when somebody, it's kind of like when people are paying for Zillow ads, if the Zillow ads all of a sudden get shut off, it's a major business shift. If people are making a bunch of money through referral programs and that's taken away, that's a major business shift that can happen overnight. So I think that there's, if I was an agent, I would be questioning why that would happen, why that would be happening. Uh, I think some of them probably consider changing over, definitely joining other referral programs. But another one of those reasons that we learned back in 2020, over a year ago now, it's, it's we're starting to get that in the rearview mirror, that you need to diversify. You have multiple ways that you are bringing in new, new leads, you know, so don't put all of your eggs in one basket, you know, and it sounds like one of the referral agents that was getting hit the hardest, most of their eggs were in that referral basket. So you need to be marketing at all sorts of different levels because now we, it's another example that at any time, something outside of our control can completely shut off our deal flow uh, that's coming from that. And you need to make sure that you have control of that as you work this out. All right. One we talked a little bit about last week, on the, the state of the market where I was kind of showing the proof of a meme that went viral. But this article is Business Insider. Blackstone is betting $6 billion on the home rental market. Here's why private equity loves real estate right now. In one sense, you would say this is old news. This is like the same article we saw back in 2012, 2013, when Blackstone started buying so many houses. But they, it's still going. Even though we're at all-time highs, it's still going, which means with the, the reason Blackstone buys these houses is they believe in price appreciation, they believe in good equity matches, and they believe in good long-term cash flow. So one good sign that the market still has room to grow is that Blackstone is still aggressively buying properties out there. So Blackstone is an all-in-one rent resets and long-term property assets to combat potential inflation. Private equity firms have trillions of dollars in cash to put work on acquisitions. So much money right now, so much lending out there. Blackstone's share price ticked over $100 for the first time this month. This is the private equity behemoth as part of a consortium of investors that bought Medline for about $34 billion. Its share price ticked over 100 for the first time and it's doubling down on real estate with a $6 billion Home Partners of America buy. It's betting on scorching demand for housing continuing and also defensive move as inflation worries start to seep into investors' mind. The average price of a home topped $350,000 for the first time in May. So uh, Home Partners, which owns more than 17,000 homes in the U.S., rents out these properties, but tenants have an opportunity to buy them. In the single-family rental arena, private equity firms can raise rents annually because interest rates are low. Rents continue to go up. Interest Interest rates are fixed and stay the same. Real Estate Rockstars, this is a commercial break from our podcast sponsor, Housefolios. We're in real estate to find the next big deal, right? We wanna find the deal, make money, and then turn around and do it all over again. 
but it can be frustrating having to search through thousands of properties trying to find that Goldilocks property that is just right for your investment goals. That's why we're here to tell you about Housefolios. Housefolios is a management software for single family home investors that makes it simple to find good deals, get financing, and manage your property portfolios all from one platform. They're an all-in-one app that lets you easily search for properties, both listed and unlisted, analyze numbers based on your specific assumptions, and provide resources to get you through underwriting and closing. And this is a feature we like most. You can track your numbers at multiple levels. Want to see the returns on the specific property in seconds? Check. How about an entire portfolio of properties you're looking to buy? Check. And then being able to present these properties to investors to become the go-to real estate agent for their investment needs? How awesome is that? Managing your investment properties has never been easier. The best part, it's affordable. Plans start at just $29 a month, 29 bucks to unlock the tools to manage your entire investing cycle, all in one place. Check it out at housefolios.com. And if that's not enough, Housefolios is giving our listeners a special rate on an entire year of Housefolios, just 99 bucks. So instead of 29 bucks a month, 99 bucks for the year, head on over to housefolios.com forward slash RE Rockstars to sign up. Again, head over to housefolios.com forward slash RE Rockstars to get an entire year of Housefolios for only 99 bucks. John Gray, Blackstone President COO, alluded to it during its firm's earning call in April when he said multifamily apartments that come with the ability to reset rents were key for their acquisitions. Firm bought many houses at remarkable discounts after the crash, starting back in 2011, 2012, and now investing again. So there's some other, you know, business investors and big private equity investors they have in that article too. But the biggest thing I wanted to share with that is with all of the talks, they used to say, if you were going to start a new home development, you should go where Home Depot goes because they're doing all sorts of research to say this place can handle thousands of houses and eventually, you know, they're going to build a thousand houses here. So I remember back in like 2003, 2004, the news would be like, if a Home Depot sets up, go buy land nearby because that will eventually be turned into housing you know, follow it around. Now people are saying, follow Amazon around. If Amazon is doing a new, new growth center, then you want to go there and you want to build, you know, get, you know, buy land around that because it's going to go up or, or follow Tesla and do that sort of thing. When it comes to statistics, I like to follow what Blackstone does. The, what they did back in 2011, 2012 was obviously brilliant. A lot of businesses, you know, a lot of big companies followed and went with that. But if they believe now is a still good, is still a good time to buy, then I believe now is still a good time to buy. And if you're talking to your clients out there and your clients are tr- starting to think about, do I buy or not? Or should I wait on the sidelines? The, this would be a good article to share with them and a good clue to say the people that are spending a ton of money on research a ton of money on research, nobody spends as much as Blackstone does, believe that the market is still going, it's still gonna be going up, it's still a good investment to buy today, and that may help them you know, as another piece of the pie of whether or not it's a good idea for them to be buying a house right now. All right, next article. Uh, back to kind of the what I talked about earlier, only two out of 10 people are leaving unemployment for work. It should be at least three out of 10. So former Obama economists, Jason Furman and, and Wilson Powell III said only 24% of the unemployed are returning to work. One would predict 34% would be coming back to work as the economy is beginning to recover. There's a record number of job openings, but that's not the big story. The big news is that so many of unemployed are exiting unemployment, but not for jobs. That isn't normal. So, see, so people are like getting, coming off unemployment, but they aren't going back to work. They're deciding not to. So looking at unemployed who aren't returning to work despite a record number of job openings, it found that since September 2020, transition from employment to unemployment has been lower than the norm. Based on historic relationship between job openings and transition from unemployment, they wrote, 
34% of the unemployed should have transitioned to work, but many decided not to. And so, again, I think there's a lot of things that are, that are keeping people from going back to work. I think that's wages aren't matching up with what they want. I think they like their new lifestyle. And some people have realized that they can live off of less. Some people have adjusted to some of the new ways. And, and they've said, you know, I don't necessarily need the stress of that anymore if I can live like this instead. But really, really interesting that unemployment went down, but it wasn't that they were taking jobs. That Some people simply said, I no longer need to be on unemployment benefits anymore, but I'm not going back to work. I've, it's, it's really, really baffling to me. Here's some cool news. It seems like a lifetime ago, iBuyers, we were talking about them all the time. You know, January 2020, we're talking about iBuyers going in and out and what's going to be happening. March of 2020, we're saying all the iBuyers are shutting down. They're not buying houses anywhere. anywhere. Well, now, uh, article in Inman this week, iBuyers are entering the previously untouched Northeast market, Mike Delpreet. So billion-dollar disruptors are coming to the Northeast market. Featuring new models like instant offers, cash offers, and buy-before-you-sell programs are agents and brokers ready. So the Northeast is the major population center in the U.S., but has remained untouched by, uh, by the disruptive new models. So Open Door, Zillow, OfferPad, Redfin, Now, and Orchard are finally establishing footholds up in the Northeast. So like up near New York and Boston and some of those orders and, and, and Virginia. So you've got a lot of these places that were previously untouched. Now, part of it is it was harder to have the automations priced out houses. So much of what Open Door does is their technology. It's really easy for them to go offer prices in California in a neighborhood where they built a thousand houses all around the same size, all around the same spec. They can, you know, the metrics really work really easy. Same thing down in Texas. You got a thousand houses that were built really easy to use, uh, uh, you know, the calculation and an algorithm to say this is what the house is worth. But, you know, wherever it's hard to do a Zillow's estimate, the heart of San Francisco, the heart of Boston, where you've got lots of variety between properties, houses can be next door to each other and one has 15 foot ceilings and one has eight foot ceilings, a lot tougher for those things to work. But I think their algorithm's getting better and I think they're also just being able to staff up because of the real estate market. So in some places before where you never saw any of those iBuyers, now you're going to see them, you know, they, we've yeah, they've got a map on here on this article that shows all the strongest markets. They've got Sacramento, Los Angeles, you know, kind of West Coast, Salt Lake City, Denver, Phoenix, Tucson. Those are areas where it was really easy to kind of auto-calc. Dallas, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, really easy for them to come up with auto-calculations. And as you started heading up there, like Nashville, Raleigh, Atlanta, same thing. Now they're finally hitting that other pocket up into New York, Pennsylvania. And it, and it should be interesting because it definitely disrupts the other areas. I get offers from Open Door all the time on houses that I bought a couple of years ago. And the offers are getting higher and higher. And I think I've, I've talked about it before. But on some of them, they're, they're raising their offer price on a particular property, ten dollars to $15,000 every couple of weeks. So every couple of weeks, they keep offering more and more for that property. Um, and now it's just almost a game to see what the next email is going to show when they send it over. Real Estate Rockstars, this is a commercial break from our biggest podcast sponsor we have right now, Rent Ready. It can be fun getting a new real estate deal, but it can be tough managing your properties after the fact, especially if you're long distance investing or trying to manage multiple properties by yourself. That's why we're here to tell you about Rent Ready. Rent Ready is a property management software that not only makes it easier to manage all your real estate deals from one platform, but they also have the best customer service support in the biz. They're an all-in-one app that lets you easily manage properties, collect rent, list units, screen tenants, sign leases, all from your phone or computer. Imagine all of your real estate doors right in your pocket. How awesome is that? 
the best part is it's so affordable, one flat price for everything. Unlimited properties, tenants, and support with a real live human. And I have to add in there, that's a new business model that not a lot of people are doing. There's like this freemium model where people say, hey, you can try this, but as soon as you grow, it's gonna cost you a lot of money. Or they kind of punish you when you get too many emails on your list or too many comments. They aren't gonna punish you when you grow. They're not gonna charge you more when you get 10, 20, 30 rentals. They're gonna charge you the same when you have two or three as they will when you have 50 or 60. So you have a nice fixed cost, all software, all in one place. Check it out, Rent Ready, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com. And if that's not enough, Rent Ready is giving our listeners a special code you can use to get a whole year of Rent Ready for just $54. Use code R-O-C-K-S-T-A-R-50. That's Rockstar50. And sign up for Rent Ready's annual plan at rentready.com. Again, R-E-N-T-R-E-D-I.com with code Rockstar50 to get Rent Ready for only $54. All right. One of the, the last article I was going to talk about just just and again wage growth, which I think is going to affect houses and what people are doing out there. Says one chart shows the ten industries poised to pay you a higher salary soon, and ten that pro- that probably won't. This is a Business Insider article, you know, and and they're talking about you know in there that they are people are going to have to start paying a lot more for hotel, restaurants, and leisure. They're going to you know supply chain stuff. They're going to be paying a lot more for retail people working in retail people working in energy and people working in, you know, food and, and retails, all that's going way, way up where they're going to have to continue uh, wage growth stuff where their, their wage growth is going down. is like utility companies, city services, you know, infrastructure. It's, so it's really interesting. They're saying anything that's like infrastructure, that's absolutely needed. Like for a city, we're going to see wage decreases over the next year, not wage growth. Uh, the stuff that should be nice and stable, Hosp- yeah, like hospitals, oil and gas, utility companies, all that they're saying, you know, w- wages are going to go down. But the but when it comes to restaurant and leisure, um, the stuff that people want to go spend their money on, but some of the first things that were shut down during COVID, those wages are going way, way up. And I think it goes back to that idea that it's hard to get people to go back to work when they've gotten used to this new idea. So the all over the U.S., we're still at super, super low months of inventory counts. You know, the, the real estate market seems to be really, really tight. As we head into the summer, it'll be really interesting to see if any extra properties come on the market. You know, the foreclosure moratoriums were extended. Again, I'm guessing they're going to get extended through September. And in September, we might start to see more product come online. What the, st- what the stats are telling us right now is it does not look like we're going to get a flood of foreclosures but we'll probably get some extra inventory that comes on the market for a month or two. But really the best case we're going to see is uh, one month of inventory convert to two months of inventory. So agents out there, you have to continue to work hard to find listings. So much stuff is happening off market. People are going and convincing people to sell to their client uh, on the in- end user. And so many people because of the market, I've become accidental investors. You know, So houses that they were planning to sell, they're just keeping because it's still prices are going up so much. So you guys are working really, really hard out there. I want to remind all of you, please send me messages, send me questions, ask me about statistics that you want me to get experts on here to tell you about so I can help guide you in your real estate journey. Real Estate Rockstars, thanks for listening. All right, Real Estate Rockstars, this is Aaron Muchastegui. 
jumping in again to thank you for listening to the show. Hopefully you guys loved listening to that one. And I want to make sure that you know about all of the extra resources that we have. And also we need your help. They say podcasts are free. You get to listen to podcasts for free. But what is the cost of that podcast? I would say if I could beg you to pay anything for that podcast, I would say the cost of the podcast is going and giving a review. So whether you download it on Google or Apple or YouTube or anywhere else, please go give us a review. Say what you liked, what you didn't like. It helps us get better guests. The more reviews, the higher we get in the rate rankings. Right now, we are the biggest podcast out there for real estate agents. And we want to keep that spot because we know there's lots of podcasts out there. So go give us a review. Also, be sure to go to hybendigital.com. If you liked any of the resources that those real estate agents talked about, we've got a huge video vault of those resources for free. Every punny that comes on the podcast that we interview, they give us something that helps them get their deals or helps them work with their clients. And we put that in the toolbox in our vault for you. So go to hybendigital.com and you can get it. If you're looking for real estate education, go to rebusuniversity.com. We have all sorts of courses in there to help agents succeed in real estate. How to get the listing, how to negotiate deals, you know, how to become an investor, all sorts of different stuff, rebusuniversity.com. And if you want to chat with me, go find me on Instagram. If you come find me on Instagram, you can send me messages. Tell me what you want to hear. Tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. We try to put a bunch of content out there too. You can find me in two different places. It's at rerockstars.com for our Real Estate Rockstars page or at erinamuchastegui.com for my personal Instagram page where I can chat with you about all sorts of different things. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again soon. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.